Hey, it's Bethany here with Dialed In. I'm so happy that you're listening today. Before we hop into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a new resource for this new decade. It is the Action Takers Resource Guide. So I know from experience that it can be so hard to know where to start. When you're thinking about making a change in your life, you know it's going to be uncomfortable and you know that it's going to take some time and dedication. And sometimes there's just so much information out there that it's hard to narrow down and choose a focus. So I've done that for you. In this resource guide, there's a complete list of all different kinds of things and ways for you to start. So here's how I want you to use this. Go to my website, bethanyklim.com. Simply enter your name and email. You get an immediate download of this resource. You can print it out. You can have it on your computer. But it takes you through all different steps to get to know yourself better. There's a list of podcasts that you can get plugged into. There are a huge amount of books here that you can start reading to help change your life. And there's even tools that can help you stay organized, among other things. Now, just pick one area. Just simply pick one area that appeals to you that you think, you know what, I could work this in to my daily routine, or I could work this into my routine two or three days a week. Pick one, get started. I'd love to hear how it goes. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know how you like the resource. And I can't wait to see how this year is amazing for you. All right, we'll get to the episode. Until next time, take action, live big, and enjoy Dialed In. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dialed In. This is a broadcast where we focus on sharing real, actionable steps that you can implement immediately to help you live a big life. Our guest today is part of the Big Life series, and if this is your first time listening, I'm talking with people who are living life in a big way. Now, when I say big, what I mean is that they are dialed in to who they are and they're living their life using their strengths and talents, doing things they are passionate about. Today's guest is Lisa Dury. Lisa is the co-founder and CEO of RLD Group based in Silicon Valley. For almost 25 years, Lisa has helped more than 25,000 employees build a more meaningful connection between work and home. As a featured speaker, business coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, and many times a work-from-home parent, Lisa guides business leaders committed to their careers and loved ones in bridging the gap between the life they desire and the one they're sleepwalking through right now. Welcome to Dialed In, Lisa. Thank you, Bethany. I am so honored to be your guest today and to share this space to talk about your, your goals and your gifts about helping people live big and showing up as to who they are and really tapping into their strengths and passions so they can have the life that they desire. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> well, I am excited to have you. I was going through some of your videos on your Facebook page and I was really struck by the process you have about looking at your goals from the inside out. Now, you're more than welcome to share any part of your story about living big here on Dialed In. 
but I definitely would love for you to touch on how to look at your goals from the inside out and what that process looks like. I would love to share that with you. Um, and honestly, it's really the crux of my story. Um, I was Perfect. living a wonderful life in Silicon Valley as a corporate leader in a technology company. And I mean, I had everything on paper. If you looked at it, everything was there. You know, the house, <laughs> the 401k, the stock, the travel, all the amazing, I had an amazing team, wonderful results. Um, we were well respected. And inside, I just felt like something was missing. And I really started to take a look at what my goals were and how I was feeling about them. And that's how I um, work toward this goal setting process you're talking about. So it all ties together. And um, it's how I, how I decided to live big was really looking at my goals from the inside out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I can't wait for listeners to understand and hear the process here. So if you're in a place where you can take notes, if you're in a place where you can stop and type notes into your phone or write some down on a piece of paper, this would be a great time for you to pull that stuff together because I know Lisa is going to drop some gold here. All right, I'll let you get to it. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> I know when I listen to podcasts a lot, I don't have a pen and paper ready. Um, I love mm-hmm. that you've given them the chance to get that. Here's what I will say. Regardless, um, I'm going to trust that these nuggets that we'll share today are going to help you right now because they're actionable and in the moment. So just know if you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have paper and pen, it's okay, just listen. And you can always come back to this too, right? So um, the yes, real premise great of this point. is taking a... Yeah, oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. So, I mean, at the bottom line of all of this, I think if, if your listeners um, can just, well, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, right? But think about a time <laughs> when you felt exactly the way you wanted to feel. Like you, had a, you set a goal, you, you know, wanted the promotion, the house, um, the weight loss, the partner, I don't know, the dinner party, whatever, right? The perfect outfit, and you felt exactly the way you wanted to feel. Um, when that happens in your life, it's, it's, I, I, I'm here to say I believe it's because the feeling you're chasing and the goal were aligned. So let's say you wanted the promotion and the promotion, you really wanted financial security and the promotion came with more money, then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling so good right now, more money's in the bank, I feel awesome. Let's say what you really wanted was uh, more freedom and you thought having the title would give you more say in how you spend your time. And you get the promotion and you realize, oh my gosh, now you're, um, you're more obligated to the senior management team or the board of directors, whatever. And then you feel constrained. So your desire of feeling freedom and more in control of your life actually isn't met by that promotion, right? So the whole concept here of goals from the inside out um, really can change the way you live your life. And it's a very simple two-step process. Um, it's getting clear on how you want to feel and then figuring out how you can feel that way more often. Now, that's like very simple, right? Like, oh, that sounds so easy, Lisa. And I can tell you, mm-hmm. um, yes, many times it can. Like, if you want to feel healthy, you probably don't want to choose the pizza for your lunch, right? So I want to feel healthy. I'm going to, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to choose a glass of water. And you know what? I'm only going to eat half of my meal today, and I'll save it for a snack later. Like, that's a choice aligned with how you want to feel. Um, if you want to feel connected, um, working at home and never picking up the phone is not going to help you feel connected, right? So if you're going to work from home that day, maybe you have a video conference or you FaceTime somebody or you even pick up the phone and have a conversation. So you can make the smallest choices in the moment to feel the way you want to feel 
And then you can actually take the same process all the way to rebooting your whole life, which was what I was leading to earlier saying it's part of my story. Because you can look at all mm-hmm. the aspects of your life, take a look at what's working, if you're, how, are you feeling good in there, and if you're not feeling good, double-click on the goal you've been chasing and where that disconnect is, and then go through the process to really get clear on what you're going to change so you can feel that way more often. And here's the thing about it. It's super simple, and then it can be super complex depending upon um, your mindset and how you look at things. So for me, I over-engineered this a lot in the beginning. Like every decision I was making was very over-engineered and um, it got very, um, it didn't feel good, right? So the whole point is feeling good. Mm -hmm. So I went, okay, let's pick one thing at a time. And so I literally started with how do I want to show up at work once I went back from my medical leave for stress. So I had had a a very intense phase of burnout. I was um, juggling a one-year-old daughter. My mom was um, in the process of going into hospice. She was two hours Mm -hmm. away. And life at home um, required more of me than I was really giving. And work, I didn't renegotiate any part of work um, with those compelling events in my personal life. And so I just felt um, maxed out and overloaded and ineffective and scared. And so I took a medical leave based on my doctor's recommendation. And that's when I um, identified this process of um, the core concept of what I'm talking to you about today is called desire mapping. And I learned it from Danielle Laporte. She wrote a book called The Desire Map. Um, and when I work with her and her team as, as a coach and facilitator, I take this concept and I bring it into um, corporate because you don't really talk to corporate leaders about how do you want to feel. They just look at you like, well, I want right. the shareholders to be right. happy. And I want the stock price to go up. Um, mm-hmm. So I build right. it into my leadership development programs to really talk about how do you want to feel when you deliver that presentation? How do you want to feel when you lay that person off? Because that happens, right? And so we get really clear about that so that they can be their best selves, living big and wherever they are in the moment. And um, it was life-changing for me. So to finish that story for you really quickly, the burnout happened, the the medical leave happened. I did a lot of soul-searching. I did a lot of internal work, and I realized I wanted to go back and I wanted to be effective at work differently, and I wanted to feel good about how I was showing up at home and how I was showing up at work. And my health was the big focus at that point. So I wrote down how I could change the way I work. And I started having uh, one-on-ones while I was walking either on the treadmill or walking with the person. Um, I started bringing my lunch. I started blocking time in between meetings for mental health breaks. Um, I think you saw my Facebook post about my legs up on the wall taking 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, getting the blood flow. I started doing that in my office. I started playing music. You started using essential oils to, like, you know, bring joy through my sense of smell. And I went back to work, and I was more effective than ever. I was present with my daughter, who was growing, and I was with my mom as she passed on. And I didn't have to quit. You know, I had to recalibrate and get really clear about how I wanted to feel and make small choices that led to big choices to live my life on my terms. And it was, well, it's life-changing. And so I'm thrilled to talk to you about all the nuances here and help your listeners take action even today, you know, about how they want to feel and being really clear that when they set their goals, that they're understanding the feeling they're chasing so that they can feel really good when they achieve what they want. That's the whole point. Your soul wants to feel alive and you want to feel good. I mean, that's why we're here. So, yeah, I'm happy to talk through whatever levels of that makes sense for your listeners and whatever's um, showing up for you, Bethany, in the conversation. Okay. 
Well, as you're talking, I'm thinking about um, the process that we, my family and I went through when we basically sold our home and most of our belongings to travel the U.S. in a motorhome for about a year. And we had to really hone in on how we wanted to feel and how we felt about the Mm -hmm. stuff that we had. So, like, I remember my closet was so big, I kind of miss it just talking about it again. Maybe I'll just pause for a moment and remember my closet. Um, Mm. But it was so so big that I had friends that, like, came over to twirl in it one last time Mm -hmm. before we (laughs) sold the house. But there was so much in that closet that I didn't wear and that didn't serve me or that I felt yucky in when I put it on but I didn't part with it. And, and so literally we went through the process of does this feel light or does it feel heavy? Yep. And that was hard at first because but let's just be real here. A lot of us numb and we're not used to feeling our feelings. And when you numb one feeling, you can't help but numb everything. And so people that are listening that maybe aren't used to being in tune with their feelings or if they have a personality style that, you know, thinks that talking about feelings is kind of a little woo-woo, um, this may mm-hmm. not, you know, be resonating with them as much. But truly, if you can connect to that space and recognize how it feels for you, how anything feels for you, that gives you such power. So um, for us, it was, you know, holding up a T-shirt and, and talking or thinking and even talking out loud sometimes through it. And the more we did it, the easier it got. I mean, do you find that? Like the, when you started your process with getting clear on how you felt to reach your goals, was it harder at first and then did it get easier? Oh, my gosh. You know how you were talking about the whole um, group of people that might not resonate and don't know their feelings? Yeah. So on mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs, my T is off the charts. I'm a thinker. Everything is logical. I'm an amazing business person with strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all, and then okay. I was like, wait a minute. I have to, like, feel my feelings? And, you know, I've gone to therapy. I'm a big believer in mental health and getting a mental health coach, which I'll call a therapist, right, or a mindset coach, having a nutritional coach mm-hmm. when I was working on, you know, my whole health. Um, relationship, parenting coach, sleep coach, like, listen, coaching, I believe in, right? I am a coach. Um, But Mm -hmm. boy, looking at my feelings, like I said, I believe that my burnout happened because I was ignoring my feelings. And I think my body was trying to tell me way before I ever got it in my heart and my my, my feeling um, epicenter of my heart. And and I think Mm -hmm. people around me could see it. And they didn't even know how to talk to me about it because I was so focused on not letting anything fall and being strong and not asking for help and keeping, you know, soldiering on, as some people say. And I'm the leader. Mm -hmm. What kind of role model am I? And I had so much empathy for anybody else having anything going on. I was always telling my team, you know what, go work out at lunchtime if you want. Take a long lunch if you want to Mm -hmm. take your newborn baby to mommy and me music class. Like whatever you need to be okay but I wasn't doing that for myself. And when I started to notice how I wanted to feel, I had massive waves of shame. I probably had two weeks of just beating myself up and feeling crappy that how did I let it get here? And oh my gosh, what was I thinking? How stupid can you be if you want freedom, but you've got this um, senior director title in a tech company that's always on? Why would you even think freedom was possible? Like how dumb are you, right? I did a lot 
of like self, I just, it was horrible. I just beat myself up and I stayed with mm-hmm. it because I said to myself, okay, we're not going to stay in shame land because it's easy to get there. Um, let's mm-hmm. figure out what the lesson is here. And like the hardest part for me is staying with the uncomfortable feelings because like I said, mm-hmm. especially in always on Silicon Valley, it's not like there's time for feelings. Like you got to get the next tape out, get the next chip going. The customer has a need. Like you make sure stuff happens. So to like pause for feelings, it's like, well, no, there's no time for feelings. So um, I do believe that that medical leave was a godsend for me because I had the space and time to figure it out. And so one of the things for anybody who's struggling with burnout or sugar addiction, right, um, I never even really was clear when I was tired. I always thought I was hungry. And so what was happening was my body was looking for more fuel to work those 18-hour days, right? And so I would just eat whatever, and then I'd get the rush. Um, My blood sugar would change, and I would feel energized Mm -hmm. and alive. But that's kind of the missing missing point where what I really needed was rest to let my body, you know, rejuvenate because so much wonderful things happen when you sleep. So even noticing what hungry felt like, oh, my gosh, like what a rock my world. Noticing what connection felt like, like connection. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, I'm playing with my daughter, and my work phone is in a drawer, and I'm not even using it to take photos of her because that was my excuse all the time. Well, it has a camera on it, Um, like really being intentional and on purpose. And it felt very woo-woo in the beginning and super uncomfortable. And what I've come to realize is there was a part of me that was so numb I didn't even know what joy could really feel like, even when I'm having tremendous impact at work. And when I went back and did it differently, I had better results. I was more effective. I, was, um, I think I was more inspirational as a leader, and I was certainly more um, connected to my family. And so as much as it may for your listeners feel like, oh, my gosh, I don't even want to deal with my feelings, um, if you can find a safe place and start with the smallest things, even like more water intake you know, it, it helps your body and then it can help your mind. So, yeah, I can relate to anybody who's like, I don't want to deal with my feelings. I'm busy. Well, your feelings mm-hmm. are there because they're basically your GPS system, right? And you got to right. pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, yeah. um, it's interesting when, when I look at, you know, who the people are that I typically serve, I would say it's, uh, it's women who have achieved a level of success and have been asking themselves, is this really all there is, you know, and mm-hmm. they feel stuck mm-hmm. or unfulfilled. But what I also find is that I will have male, powerful men, whether they're CEOs or in a high position of authority, that will come to me because they realize they need to feel. <laughs> Right. And, I know. and walking yeah. through that is life changing. Like walking mm-hmm. through that is is life changing. And in, in my journey, I I realized that the the numbing that's what I refer to it as, but not feeling crossed over into every I bled into every area of my life to the point that I didn't even know really what I liked and I didn't like because I was so busy being busy and people pleasing and trying to achieve that Mm -hmm. I didn't think like maybe I really don't like cheeseburgers, but I just eat them because I've always eaten them. Like, (laughs) or, 
you know, because I grew up eating them and that's just what you do. Like mm-hmm. when, when you take time to feel, and I know we're supposed to be talking about goal setting here. We'll circle back somehow, I think, but um, oh, yeah. Yeah. it really, it, it changes everything. You, you become more clear. Um, I have one more little thing I want to share and then we'll circle back, but um, this it. just yeah. comes to mind and I'm just going to roll with it. So um, several years ago, I think my daughter was like in fifth grade. Her name's Gwen. And she came home from school and I was at home working and she like slumped down on the floor in my office and she started to cry. And I stopped what I was doing and I said, what is, what is going on? And she proceeded to tell me that that entire week at school, they'd been having different people come in that did different kinds of jobs. And leading up to Friday and that Friday at school, the teacher went around in her classroom and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And every kid had an answer except her. And it came to her and she didn't know what to say. And she looked up at me with these crocodile tears streaming down her face. And she's like, mom, can't I just be me? Can I, can't I just be me? And I, and I still have goosebumps just saying that. And it's been years ago, but that has stuck with me because you can't be you unless you're in touch with who you are and that starts with knowing how you feel listening to your inner guidance system you know being in touch with 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 your core and and so circling back to goals and how this pertains to how you're living your life where would you direct somebody Lisa that is just like okay now where do I start how do I do this yeah so um I, I, first of all, I will answer your question, but I want to honor your daughter, Gwen, for a minute because the world needs Gwens. Mm. My daughter, Emily, I think could be a wonderful friend to Gwen. Emily is like, um, well, she hears me do these things all the time, and we work on it. We do this at the dinner table, right? How do you want to feel today? We do it when we go on vacation. Yeah. How do we want to feel? And it sets boundaries and expectations, and, you know, we get clarity yeah. on it. Um, and, oh, my gosh, if today's kids were allowed to just be them, you know, what would happen in the world of bullying? I, I, I can't even, like, imagine – if it was just okay to be you, you know? And so I just hold space for her and Emily and all of the kids that um, are going through this because it's, um, it's essential. It's super, super Mm -hmm. essential. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad we're talking about it because it's super important. And so let's say we have um, your listeners who are either high achieving women thinking like what's next and maybe they're dipping their toe or there's the other ones that are like maybe where I was like, there's a medical lever on the corner for stress because I'm just not coping anymore. Like whatever you want on the scale. Um, mm-hmm. The most important thing I think for um, today as a start is to acknowledge wherever you are and to write down what's, how are you feeling now, right? What are you feeling now? And then tie that to a task or a, a part of your life, right? I do, most of the time when I do this work, it's with people and I work in their careers. And so we'll take a look at everything they have on their job list and we'll take a look at all the different projects and look at what lights them up. Um, I always look at their strengths as well, right, because when you're in your mm-hmm. strength zone, you're more happy and more energized. So start with even just admitting where you are, writing it down on a piece of paper. And you might just write, I feel crappy, and like let it go till tomorrow. <laughs> like, that's okay. Um, but if you, mm-hmm. if you start with, I feel crappy, and then you write down why, that's, that's an indicator for you, right? And then go and look at where you're mm-hmm. feeling good. Where, you know, if you write down, you know, I'm really looking forward to dinner with my family tonight. I'll make it up, right? What's that feeling? Oh, when I'm with them, I feel connected and seen and valued. Okay, great. So there's a feeling you have. 
So you just write down all of the feelings that you're currently aware of and see where they're connected. And then go, wait a minute, if I want to feel more of these feelings, how can I do that today? And honestly, I started canceling meetings because I felt like I needed to be at every meeting to like represent my team. And so I mm-hmm. either stopped saying yes to every meeting or I started looking for opportunities for my team members to um, get more visibility and then to allow mm-hmm. them the opportunity to step into something um, that I was leading. And so I recalibrated my entire job around my team and gave everybody more opportunity, um, especially after medical leave. They had already been stepping into it anyway. So I was like, okay, let's keep it going. Why would I take that back now? Um, mm-hmm. So first step, write down how you feel, simply, right? And then see how, where that's connected in your life. And then the second step, just brainstorm with yourself. What can you do today to feel more of the stuff you want to feel? Like that simple. And then bigger mm-hmm. picture, um, there is a whole process you can go through. And, you know, I walk people through it all the time. And, you know, I have the free gift on my website we'll talk about too. But there's more to this that you can um, get to. But even today, wherever you are, just start journaling down. How do you feel? And of the feelings you're feeling, which ones do you want more of? And how can you get that today? I love that. I uh, I just did a Facebook Live yesterday and talked about how when you're feeling stuck or you're talking to yourself in a negative way, how important it is to get that out, like to write mm-hmm. it down, because then you can look at it from a different angle. And, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, totally. Yep. I, yeah. So I think when you get those feelings out on paper, you know, they're less internalized, right? You can see it outside yourself and you can begin to look at it from a different perspective. Um, I love that. And the yeah. what can you do today? What that, that it's, I always say it's that one next thing. Like you don't yeah. have to know all the things. You just have mm-hmm. to know the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'll give a really good example for people, right? Because I feel especially with the holidays coming up at the time of year we're talking, mm-hmm. um, it's a very mm-hmm. hectic time, right? And so one of my core desired feelings, which is where you end up getting in this process, um, one of my core desired feelings is connection. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I used to put on my calendar, call so-and-so Tuesday at 4, like a friend. You know, schedule three mm-hmm. visits, blah, blah, blah. And it just felt like more to do. And so what mm-hmm. I do for connection now is my core desire is connection. And if someone comes through my thought process, that's a clue to me to pick up the phone. And I might not be able to pick up the phone right away because I'm in a client meeting or I'm running one of the influence classes I teach, whatever. Um, but the minute I get a free moment, I pick up the phone, even if I know they're at work and can't talk. And I just say, you are mm-hmm. on my mind. I have this um, new um, thought for myself that when I, someone crosses my mind, I call them. So I'm calling. Just mm-hmm. want to tell you, you know, whatever makes them special to me. And I leave it. I may never mm-hmm. even hear back from them. But I feel connected to my heart, and I feel connected to that person through that exercise. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I end up getting them live, and it's a 15-minute conversation. Sometimes they can't talk, mm-hmm. and they pick up because they think something's wrong. And I'll be like, oh, nothing's wrong. I just love you. Just wanted you to know. And we hang up. <laughs> so even oh, if the one thing you do today for connection is call somebody because you care, oh, my gosh, watch what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that is so important when you listen to that. Yeah. Listen to that. People cross your mind for a reason. So, okay, I'm going to tell you about being a recipient of something like that and how that feels because I was getting ready to speak at a women's retreat. I don't know. It was a month or so ago in Iowa, 
And all of a sudden my phone pinged and I'm like, you know, I get nervous, but it's a good nervous. I get excited nervous. And Mm -hmm. um, it's a video message from a friend of mine. And he was just like, you're on my mind. I want you to know you're amazing. You're doing amazing things. I believe in you. I'm cheering you on. Hope you have a great day. And it brought me to tears and it brought me peace immediately. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And you know, if he wouldn't have listened to his guidance system, his inner self, yep. his spirit, whatever you want to call it, then that never would have happened. And I saved that. And then I ended up telling him how much it meant to me after the fact. And he had no idea. He had no idea I was standing in this room preparing, you yep. know, to, to go on stage in front of a bunch of women and hoping I could impact them in a positive way. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it, it matters. Those things those things matter. And, and I think in this day and age where, you know, our attention span is four to seven seconds, um, <laughs> it's even more meaningful. Yeah. So, yeah and I yeah. want to, can I um, expand on what you're saying for a second to all the yes, leaders yes, in yes. your audience? Yes. So look at what happened for you when somebody followed their inner guidance system, had a feeling and just needed to tell you how awesome you were. Imagine a workplace where every people manager has this concept, right, and thinks to themselves, mm-hmm. even if for the remote employee, you know, because there's people I worked with in India when I was in Silicon Valley, and if I were to make a quick little video message and just tell them, I was thinking about you, and I know you're asleep right now, but I was reflecting on this last project, and you really kicked ass on XYZ, or I was so inspired mm-hmm. how you gave um, your all to solve that customer problem. Right? Imagine what you can do when you catch people being great and you catch people being awesome yes. and you tell them yes. like what that can do for employee engagement, what that can do for customer success, what that can do for loyalty to you as a leader. And so yes. many leaders feel like they have to catch you when you do something wrong and tell you to fix it. And yes, mm-hmm. if it's life-threatening or you know, going to cause a big deal, of course you're going to catch it. But my, my question for the leaders in the audience is when's the last time you caught someone doing something right? and told them because that will not only increase your connection and your joy factor, but it's going to really help that person, just like your example right here. And this is just someone who cares about you. Imagine what corporate life could be like if there were more phone calls about catching you being great and playing big and doing awesome things. Like, uh, it's my dream. That's when I work with executives, we talk about this all the time. Who'd you catch doing something right? When's the last time? I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. So we're going to go down another squirrel trail here. Do squirrels have trails? I don't know. Anyway, okay, when I was in my corporate role, I implemented a program about the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. Um, Are you familiar with with that? Okay. and so I know the five love languages, so I'm going to make a leap, but you tell me if I'm wrong. But I'm thinking it's the same, but the corporate version. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yes, same. Yep. So everyone took an assessment. And uh, it was all online, and um, I actually became a trainer for it, which I had no idea that existed until until I started looking for ways to show my staff that they were appreciated. And we tested it in in one location, and we taught everyone how to speak each other's language. Mm -hmm. And so through it, like the executive director of that building found out that she had been giving her nurse, like, uh, words of affirmation and encouragement and gifts 
and the nurse didn't feel appreciated. At her review, it came yep. out, she didn't feel appreciated. Why? Because her language was quality time. And so that executive director changed and started going in and just sitting at her desk, on the other side of her desk, and they would be simultaneously working on different things, but they would be present with each other. Yep. And she would be intentional about that, and it changed everything. So then, from then, that team, um, we developed a appreciation um, document that every new staff member filled out when they came to work. And it, it talked about their favorite colors, favorite foods, favorite scents, if they collected anything, if they had books and authors that they followed, favorite music, um, about their family. And they could share as much or as little as they wanted. Well, then all the staff was armed with not only knowing how to appreciate that person, but then also knowing their specifics. So if they were a gifts person, they could buy them something meaningful for a collection they had, right? And if they were a quality yep. time person, they could go ask them about their family or about their bulldog or about whatever what else was mm -hmm. on their list. They had the lowest turnover rate and the highest resident and staff satisfaction of any of the other buildings in the company. It changed that everything. That is so awesome. It changed I, I'm like, I wish I could see you right now and give you like the virtual high five because I know we're audio, but Bethany, that's everything. <laughs> like you want to talk about, think about nurses and the healthcare system and burnout and all the pressure and to have mm -hmm. those people feel cared about in the ways that matters to them. I mean, so the love languages and the workplace languages, when, when, when people are thinking about this, I mean, really getting back to how do you want to feel, right? So how do you feel right. appreciated? Right, and so for me, I'm a words of affirmation kind of gal, and so me yeah, too. I would, you know, I'm really good at the video messages, and this is why I love this concept because it works for me. But I had a mm -hmm. person on my team who hated being on stage and getting like the 300 person thank mm -hmm. you or the 5,000 person thank right. you. It was horrible for her, and so what I started doing was taking her to lunch, and she was like, "This is mm -hmm. great, thank you so much." Right, and so in the um, to to really align with what you're saying. Um, when I teach the class, I have this program I teach called the Influence Roadmap. And I tell everybody, listen, it's, it's about ethical influence, but it's really communication skills when you boil it down and self-awareness, right? And so as a leader, um, when, you're, when your leader saw, oh, my gosh, quality time, like the, the thing I would add to that for your listeners, so know the language, take the action, and then actually enlist, enlist the person to be candid and forthright with you and say, hey, you know, I know quality time has been something that's really important to you, and I've been doing this. You know, um, what part of this is working for you, and what can I do to make it even better? Mm, and watch mm -hmm. the person tell you, right? Because then you're tapping back into their feelings. Like, oh, I love that you're spending quality right. time, but Tuesdays I have these phone calls, and when you're there I get really nervous. Oh, that's mm -hmm. not working in quality time. But Fridays I'd love a mm -hmm. long lunch and a working meeting. So enlisting um, the input of the person is like off the chart so helpful and it helps people tap into how they want to feel and makes it safe enough because you care. And that's mm -hmm. even the same if you're rolling out, if you have a change management initiative, right? So change management initiative is like, okay, we're going to go from SAP to Oracle and making it up. Um, and you say to your team, so we're, when we make this change, what issues do you see and how will you feel about it? And then you pause and you let them tell you. And it's so life-changing for a leader and an employee to have that kind of conversation because then you can set everybody up for success. Hmm. So I am with you. Wow. 
Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah. So <laughs> we have we've talked about setting goals. We've talked about feeling feelings. We've talked about managing a team. <laughs> we've talked right? about appreciation of others. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about, you know, getting clear of the clutter and the stuff that's not serving us in our home, right? Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Living big, right? And being who you are. Right, yeah. right. It all ties together. It really does. I love it this. Does. I love this conversation. This is fabulous. Well, okay, so I know, Lisa, people are like wanting to connect with you and, and needing to know how they can keep the conversation going, so to speak, after this podcast. So where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me at rldgroupllc.com. That's my, my website for our company. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn, Lisa Dury, D-U-E-R-R-E. Either way, they both have links there to schedule a 30-minute session if you want to chat. I love chatting, as you can tell, so you can schedule some time with me. There's free gifts on there that you can download and help you get clear on your goal-setting process assess your career, what's working, what's not. And uh, yeah, please, please find me at rldgroupllc.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. They're both, they're both um, platforms I'm on all the time. Excellent. Now, if you're a listener and you're driving, I'll put all of this information in the podcast description, including a direct link to where you can go to get the information on goal setting that Lisa was talking about. So, um, as we close here, Lisa, is there anything else on your heart that you, that you want to share as we wrap up? I think, yes, thank you for asking. And I'm just going to pause for a second and just see what shows up because as a coach, right, you're always in the moment with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I want to say. Like, at the end of the day, you have one life, right? As, as far as we know right now, the life you're living And if you Mm -hmm. can feel even an incremental increase in joy and an incremental decrease in stress, imagine how everybody you love, work with, and, you know, surround yourself with can benefit. And most importantly, think about you and your health. So I encourage you to just pause for five minutes today and do the exercise we talked about and see what one thing you can do today to feel more of how you want to feel. And just pay attention to that. Let your heart be more of your guide, not just your head. Uh, I'm on a mission to help people align their hearts and their heads, and that's the first step to do that. And um, I'm grateful for this time with you, Bethany, and your leader, your listeners, and all the leaders in your in your audience. Whether it's leading your life or leading a company, leading a department, um, you know, double clicking on how you want to feel and setting your goals that way, it can be life changing. And I'm I'm thrilled to share this platform with you to help them um, find that joy in their life because joy is where it's at. Absolutely. Well, I typically wrap up the podcast with teaching points, but you've done that so eloquently. We have like 8 million teaching points. I think I could listen to this over and over again and get um, something different out of it every time. So I'm, I'm not going to do that today, but thank you for being here with us. I so appreciate it. Oh, you are very welcome. Thank you for having me, and I wish everyone a little more joy today and a little less stress. Thank you so much. Perfect. Well, thank you, listeners, for spending your time here with us today. I know you have a lot of options of things that you could do with your time, and I so appreciate you being here. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And until next time, take action, live big, and stay dialed in.